Hello, and welcome to another Brother Podcast. I'm Nathaniel. And I'm Andrew. So, how are you doing, Andrew? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? You know, I'm alright. I got my booster shot yesterday, so my arm is kind of sore. I can't lift it past, like, above my shoulders, or I can't, but it hurts. And... I'm kind of tired because of that, and I have a little bit of a headache. It was stronger earlier in the day, and so it's not too bad anymore. But you know what? Overall, not too bad. I've heard a lot of people got it a lot worse. So After the booster? At least it's something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of slacking on getting my appointment for the booster, and I scheduled it for close to the end of January, January 26th. But I did do that the other day. Yeah. Well, you know, at least you scheduled it, so that's good. And we are one step closer to hopefully being done with the pandemic. But you know what? Like I said last time, probably not. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting because before this, I didn't know really anyone who personally got COVID. Or if I I knew a few. If I did, it was very few people. I can't think of anyone though. But during this new Omicron variant, I know a handful of people who have gotten it and they're all fully back. Yeah. Not necessarily boosted up, but they have their like two shots and it just basically is described as like a runny nose and like a stuffy nose a little bit. That's essentially extent of it. The the vaccine helps mitigate a lot of the symptoms. But what's interesting is I read an article that said that fully vaccinated people, if they are to get COVID these days, chances are it's going to be Omicron because the vaccines are targeted towards the other variants and Omicron has mutated enough that it's not quite as targeted anymore. So the vaccine will be able or your immune system will be able to fight off those other variants better than Omicron since Omicron has just changed too much. So it's interesting. So there's going to be a lot more cases of Omicron around, but it's also not as serious, which is good. They say as viruses grow and mutate, it's interesting because viruses, their ultimate goal, if you can call it that, it's not like they're plotting anything really. But they, Sounds like it. they don't want to kill the host, right? Because if they kill the host, then they can't reproduce. So what you want is to be able to spread very easily, and but not cause death. Because, you know, then it can't re- reproduce as easily. So eventually what may happen with COVID is that it mutates enough that it spreads very easily, but it doesn't become that big of an issue, hopefully. Now, don't quote me on this. I am not a scientist. So if any scientists try and call me out on this, I am happy to issue a correction. But yeah, this is as far as I understand. You're going to have to step down and resign from the host of this podcast. I'm going to have to take over. <laughs> well, we're both hosts of this podcast. Oh, is that how it's working? Yes, yes. Well, based on last episode, it seemed like it was just an Andrew roast. So hopefully <laughs> it's not going to be too much of that this time. Yeah, hopefully not. We'll We'll see. see. Maybe that'll be a recurring segment on this podcast. Oh, boy. We'll have like a five-minute section of every podcast. It'll just be roasting Andrew. Yeah, instead of current events at the start, it'll just be roast Andrew. All right. Sounds good. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, speaking of the pandemic. Speaking um, of the pandemic. Yeah, that's going to be our main topic for today's episode. Yeah. And mainly it's just because Ontario had recently reinstated their lockdown. Yep. Alberta has not. I haven't heard too much about that either, so I feel like we won't, but who knows? If it gets a little bit out of hand, maybe lockdown will be reinstated here as well, which would suck because I can't go skiing. Just to say something about that, in our last episode, I mentioned that things weren't closed down here yet, and that episode is still not up, 
as we are recording this episode. So that episode will have been out of date. So now once you listen to this episode, there's the explanation. Okay, we, it takes some time to edit. I'm sorry. We do not have anyway. an army here. We are a two-man team. And Nathaniel's yes, exactly. carrying the brunt of it by doing the editing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so I think you prepared some notes or something. Some some stuff that you want to talk about for this what? podcast. You no. came extra prepared. We're going today. off the cuff. Well, I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. Um, my first question off the cuff is about hobbies. So what kind of hobbies did you kind of pick up during the pandemic? It's obviously been a long pandemic, so maybe there have been hobbies that you tried to pick up and they didn't really stick to them. But yeah, what are some hobbies that you tried out and what are some hobbies that you kind of stuck with over the years? So I think that I have two kind of hobbies that kind of stuck around to varying degrees so you helped me work out more and I've been exercising a little bit more and that's generally stayed consistent there's some times where we don't work out for a little bit and um I realize I missed yesterday's workout and I'm sorry yeah (laughs) yeah and but I feel like that's been relatively consistent so I think that started I don't know probably something in like may of 2020 and has been going on since then and yeah we still do these workouts with jen and now i kind of i sometimes do my own workouts that's that's good that's one of the hobbies i've been picking up the other is before you move on before you move on how do you think working out has changed you as a person do you feel more confident how does it make you feel uh i i feel good i do feel a little bit more confident i guess you know what here's the thing Working out, or at least when I started working out, it was kind of fueled by just a little bit of insecurity. And maybe that's okay. I know that there's a lot of push around there these days to love yourself. And that's and I 100% support that and love yourself exactly as you are. But if you do feel insecure about yourself and you want to do something about it, you can find healthy ways of doing something about it without just like hating yourself and things like that. And I feel like working out a little bit, I was, I felt lanky and like small and whatever. And I thought, you know what, I should just do something about this. And so, yeah, it was fueled a little bit by insecurity and boredom in the pandemic, but you know what? It kind of works out. So now when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, it looks a little bit better and I still have a ways to go, but I'm generally happy with how I look now and how I feel. So yeah, that's good. Honestly, I can't remember if I answered you. I don't know if I answered your question because I can't remember what your question was. Um, My question was, how does it make you feel? It feels pretty good. Yeah, it's a good way to occupy some some of my time Um, instead of just like sitting in front of the TV watching shows upon shows upon shows. Yeah, yeah, I agree that it's good that you just took your insecurity and kind of flipped the switch and kind of used it to motivate yourself to, I guess, be better. Good on you for that. Yeah. And your second hobby, you were saying? My second hobby is piano. So I started learning piano November of 2020. And I had tried a couple times before that, but it never really stuck. But in lockdown, there's nothing you can really do. Or there are things you can do, but like it gets very boring very fast. So I thought, you know what? Might as well pick up this new skill. So I started playing piano. I I tried learning Paco Bell's Canon in D major. And that was fun. And it sounded pretty. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to keep doing this. And so I tried to practice like a little bit every day. Started learning a few different songs. Are you frozen? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you're just staring off into the distance. You're just like... <laughs> I was thinking that you said Paco Bells or Paco Bells. Paco can- Bells, yeah. Paco Bells. Taco Bells. Yeah. I know, but I was just thinking Taco Bells canon. And I was just thinking that like you eat Taco Bell and then you just need to poop after, which I've never experienced, but I've heard a lot of people say it. And then I'm just like, huh, if I made that joke, would I would we get cancelled? And that's what I was just thinking about. Should I leave uh, this in the podcast? It's no, kind of funny. It's kind of funny, but it's so hard to understand because we're just laughing our butts off and just kind of I was just staring into the distance thinking about that. And then and then you're like, Are you frozen? And I was like, wait, what? Uh, that's funny. Continue. Anyway, what was I even saying? <laughs> um, yeah, so I I tried to practice every every day just for a little bit, and I've been pretty consistent. It's been a little over a year now, and I've learned a number of songs, and I'm <laughs> not even sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining this. Why are you ruining this? I'm just thinking back to... I feel like I should leave this in. I'm just thinking back to... Are you frozen? (laughs) Okay, okay. Speaking of this this Taco Bell thing, I once had a friend in... This was in grade 10 economics class. And my economics teacher was like, Taco Bell, the food that shoots right out of you. My friend was like, wait, what is that? Is that their slogan? (laughs) (laughs) And everybody just laughed. It's like, no, that's not their slogan. That would be the worst slogan. Oh, man. That's a good one. If you leave that in, I'm sure it'll be funny. You're just going to hear some high-pitched laughter on my part. Yeah, that's fine. Laughter is contagious. All right. Back to you. <laughs> so, yes. Those are my hobbies. Yeah, piano, working out, and that's it. And the conversation's kind of derailed now. But what were your hobbies? <laughs> My hobbies, I mean, to start, to start the pandemic, I'm just like, huh, we now have so much more extra time and we're kind of just like locked in here. There's not much to do. I can either just be sad about it or I can take it upon myself to kind of learn some new skills and like learn some things. So I downloaded this app. I can't remember what it's called, but it was basically like a language learning app. And Duolingo? Yes, I think it was Duolingo. But I tried to learn Cantonese, actually. I don't know if it had Cantonese. Maybe it was Mandarin. It doesn't have Cantonese. Yeah, so I guess I had, I guess I was trying to learn Mandarin. And then for just shits and giggles, I was trying to learn some Russian. And I I did it for maybe a couple weeks. But I, yeah, I didn't do that for very long. That was one thing that I tried out and it didn't really stick. I actually tried learning Mandarin too. And I did that for a couple months and I gave up as well. I mean, you've... I guess been more exposed to it than I have just because you've been to Mandarin classes. Yeah, but I didn't pay attention. Well, I mean, you know more than I do. Let's put it that way. So yeah, that was a that was a hobby that I tried but didn't really stick. What else did I try? I did try Sorry, I'm just I'm just thinking of the talk about <laughs> <laughs> It's just gonna keep popping up. You know, you know those memes? You know those memes? Where they're like, it's like a husband and wife in bed. And then he's like, oh, I, bet he's th- I bet he's thinking about like this girl X, Y, Z and being with her. Yeah. And then he's, and then that guy's just like, oh, <laughs> Taco Bell. Ta- Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, 
I wonder if I can cancel for that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. That's a good one. <laughs> See, I could have just brushed it off and just said, like, oh, no, I was just thinking about nothing. No, I <laughs> you need decided to, to be honest. I needed to and share that's, that that's one. That's going to make this podcast so much more interesting. Uh, yeah, people understand it. Anyway, so, yeah, kind of picked up baking. I tried. Oh, yeah, you made lots of cheesecakes. I tried to make a couple batches of cookies. They all turned out very differently. I think out of the four or five that I've tried to make, only one really turned out. The others, they took various forms, but they didn't really like look like your standard cookie. They tasted okay, but you know, could have been better. Then cheesecakes. I really took a liking to baking cheesecakes. I think I baked probably like six or seven cheesecakes. Yeah, you're making us fat. I baked some pumpkin cheesecakes. I baked some plain, like New York style cheesecakes. Nutella candy cheesecake, cane cheesecake, candy cane cheesecake, lemon cheesecake or lemon curd cheesecake. I was going to make a blueberry cheesecake, but then I was too busy. That sounds good. So I kind of just ate the blueberries before they went bad. And I have a bunch of cream cheese sitting in my fridge right now. And I didn't make the cream or the cheesecake yet. But yeah, that's something that I really like really took a liking to. I also, I guess cooking was also a hobby. Kind of did that at home. More so just to kind of learn the skill so I could not starve on my own when I moved out. But I guess you could call that a hobby. Yeah. Yeah, that was essentially all the new hobbies, I think, that I kind of learned. You know what? I feel like I should start learning cooking. And I always say this. I always say I should start learning cooking, and then I don't. But I really, really should because I am nearly 23 years old i'm a week away from being 23 and i still don't know how to cook i can only make a couple dishes and i generally like just microwave my food Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe maybe i'll try learning how to make some tacos there you go taco bell's canon there you go (laughs) yeah i need i need to learn how to cook it's sad that someone my age still can't cook anything i'll i probably just roasted like half the people in our generation I don't really think you're alone in that sentiment because now with people just living at home longer, their parents are kind of taking care of them for a lot longer and then they don't really Mm -hmm. learn the cooking skill unless they, I guess, yeah, they take it up as a hobby or I guess they kind of learned at university. But once they move back home, they kind kind of rely on their parents a lot. So I don't think you're alone in that regard. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this. I was talking to mom and dad about this today and talking about how you and Danielle both moved out at around 23, 24. You moved out at 24. I think Danielle was about 23. She might have been almost 24. Mm. But for me, I'm planning on doing my master's. So that means I might not move out until like 26. That's kind of old. I also don't mean to roast anybody who's 26 or older and living with your parents. This is purely me. I just don't want to be living with my parents at that age. But it's fine yeah. if you do. I, I know some people that are still living with their parents and they're I think they're older than that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so do I. And it's probably when I get there, it's probably not going to be that big of a deal. But yeah. I mean, just right now, I'm just thinking like, wow, that seems like it's so far from now. I mean, really, it's only three years. But three years... Like, in hindsight, it's not a long time, but three years looking at it from now kind of feels far away. You know what? For some reason, 
I think, for example, three years down in the future, or in the future, compared to three years in the past, it looks a lot longer if it's in the future. Yeah, it does. Because a year seems like so much time. But when you think about it, three years ago, that was what? 2019, beginning of 2019. That doesn't seem like that long ago to me. I mean, kind of, but it's also not that long. We've been in this pandemic for nearly two years. Yeah, I don't think that feels very long at all. 2019 is pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. What do you think about dating in the pandemic? And yes, I stole this question from you. Wow, you (laughs) really just stole my questions. I accidentally sent it to you ahead of time and now you're just turning them on to me Mm -hmm. okay well i have some personal stories to do with dating in the pandemic yeah absolutely so i'll go first because i feel like i have less experience than you do um in this department danger the pandemic i've been single this entire time and i've experimented with the apps a little bit mainly hinge but and what's your opinion of it i mean I think it's a alright as an app. I think it does its job. But I think, personally, I am not the biggest fan of the dating apps in their entirety. I would rather meet someone in person. That's just my personal view. Just not super big on just yeah, the technology. Um, yeah. Okay, see, I almost prefer meeting people in an online environment than in person because in person is ideal and everything it's like you see these like storybook romances or whatever but you don't want to tell your family that it's like oh i met online some algorithm matched us up um there's no romance like i saw her across the room and we just instantly connected but i kind of like it because i'm shy and it's difficult to go up to somebody and ask them out or like shoot your shot without them kind of knowing or without you knowing how they're going to react whereas when you're doing it online first of all there's that distance and if they like block you or they just shut you down it kind of feels not as bad as if they do that in person secondly you know that everybody on the app is looking for somebody else they're, they have a similar intentions to you whereas in the real world you have no idea if that's true so in that sense, it kind of kind of makes things a little bit easier. And maybe I am biased because I met my girlfriend on Hinge. But I think, no, I definitely thought this even before I had any success on any dating apps. But yeah, so I, I kind of think that I kind of, I'm, I'm for dating apps. I kind of like them. Okay. But how it relates to the pandemic is for a lot of people, for probably most people, when lockdown hit, Going on these dating apps and trying to meet new people through there was basically the only way that you could do it because you couldn't go outside, you couldn't go to a bar and just like strike up a conversation with, with anybody, right? So there was a lot of people on dating apps and during peak lockdown in early 2020 or like mid 2020, it was difficult because there's nothing you could do except for just have video call dates and there's only so much you can learn from somebody from a video call like you need to kind of interact with them and see how they are in person right so there were a few people that i went on virtual dates with in the summer of 2020 and it's just not the vibe it I just, you enjoyed those though i mean it, it was good but it's just not the same and it's nice to talk to somebody new but it's hard to develop a real connection like i developed i thought i 
developed a connection with somebody she wasn't interested and then i realized like yeah maybe it wouldn't have worked but i don't know it's just it's just difficult through online so yeah it's it, the pandemic definitely has a lot of challenges especially with lockdown because even if you do manage to get past that initial awkwardness of a virtual date and you're like let's go meet up what are you gonna do when you meet up there's nothing to do you're not gonna bring her home especially if you or you could bring her home if you live alone. But for me, I live with my parents. I'm not going to be like, hey, come over, meet my parents on the first date. So So it's more so uh, just chilling in a car watching Squid Game. Is that what exactly, I'm hearing? Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's a bit of an inside joke, but yes. Yeah, the pandemic has definitely expedited the process of the of adoption of dating apps i feel like they're already pretty prevalent in our generation they're used by a lot of people mm -hmm. and there's different ones for different kind of audiences and what people are looking for but i think yeah during the pandemic I, like you said there wasn't really too many other options you couldn't really go out and meet new people on your own so yeah the the apps offered an opportunity to to meet some new people but yeah i just don't like how everyone's kind of just like at your fingertips, I guess. And there's always just like another person just around the corner and it's kind of just never ending. And obviously it's very like curated as well. And maybe they're very different through text and like pictures mm -hmm. rather than meeting up in person. So I feel like it's almost for me, in my opinion, it also might just like waste time where you could have just met someone on the, on a first date or so and met them in person, seen them, I don't know, in whatever setting you meet them and you kind of could have maybe ruled them out just because you didn't really like their personality right from the get-go. But then through the app, they seem like a good fit and then you guys are chatting for a while and then you meet up and then you're like, oh wait, this doesn't really make sense at all. So I don't know, I don't know if it is more efficient or less efficient. Well, there are pros and cons. In, in a sense, it's more efficient because you don't have to wait to find somebody in real life and then start to develop that connection and then ask them out and whatever. Because how often does it come around where you find somebody you're really interested in and want to ask them out and then actually end up asking them out? Like that takes, that could take like years. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, like I said, maybe if it's not just like a one-time interaction, like stopping at a grocery store and seeing them, I feel like that those don't really happen that often. But yeah, only in the movies. For example, like someone at work or like someone kind of in a meeting through mutual friends or like at, at a party or something, at least you'd get to like kind of interact with them right from the get-go. And obviously it's just, it'd be an in-person face-to-face interaction. So it'd be obviously very different from chatting online, I guess. Yeah, that's true. You know, another thing with dating apps during the pandemic is that like during the pandemic, you're so lonely because you're really only seeing the people you live with maybe and maybe like one or two other people who are in your bubble like during peak lockdown and so you get very lonely so dating apps kind of provide that short-term remedy that reprieve from the loneliness and you get to meet new people and interact so yeah dating apps definitely served a huge purpose in the pandemic dating scene like a lot of these people who are probably on dating apps were probably just doing it like either because they're lonely and they want somebody to talk to, but they don't really want anything serious, which is like one pool of people. Then you have another pool of people who are just kind of on dating apps because they're bored and they don't have any serious intentions, but they treat it like a game 
And I know a lot of people who, who use dating apps like this and they just swipe through and just see the funny responses they would get to their pictures or like see people's funny profiles and just treat it like a game. And then there's the people who actually want to date. So dating's always gonna be hard and in the pandemic especially so, and dating apps doesn't fix that. But you know what? I, I'm still for it. Okay. This is a good discussion on that one. It was a long-winded answer. Agree to disagree. Yes. To each their own. Just in general, how has the pandemic affected your relationships? Not necessarily dating in any means, just kind of friendships. Obviously not seeing people for a while, or even when you're allowed to see people, maybe just you, you don't see as many people, or you kind of limited to the number of people that can attend a certain gathering. How has that affected your relationships in these extended periods of not seeing yeah, well, like you said, you go a long time without seeing a lot of your friends, so that can be a little bit difficult. But what what I found interesting is that you also, or at least I did, I tried reconnecting with old friends because, you know what, there's not much to do, and you're just scrolling through your phone, and you see something pop up on Instagram or whatever, like, so you just think, huh, I haven't spoken to this friend in like five years. Let me message them and see what they're up to. And they know a lot of people kind of went through a similar thing where they started reconnecting with old friends. And it, I did that with a number of people, but it's not so easy to reconnect with friends, I find, because so much time has passed. You're not close like you used to be. So you can, you can kind of try to rekindle that friendship, but it's not really the same. I find that like the conversation lasts like maybe a couple weeks and then dies down. But hopefully other people have found some success in reconnecting with old friends. Um, but yeah, I think it's going back to your question there. It's I think it's a little difficult to kind of maintain certain friendships. Like some friends may be lost during COVID because you don't really see them as often. And there, there are different levels of friendship, right? So there's friends where you're super close and this pandemic is not going to really affect you that much because you're just so close. Um, there's other friends where you're kind of just friends because of circumstance, where you see them every day in class and so you're only friends with them there. And when you stop seeing them, you're not, you're not really friends with them anymore. And you could have been like, it could have been great when you are together in person, but then when, you're, when you don't see them, it just kind of dies off and you may or may not be okay with that. So I've found that some friends kind of get lost in the lockdown, but yeah, I don't know. That's the way of life and you kind of just need to not let it get to you. Yeah, I think having a, or I guess having or trying to maintain a friendship is definitely a lot easier when you're seeing each other in person. Like for, for long distance relationships, when you're dating someone like that's really hard because it's hard not to spend time with them and try to keep things mm -hmm. uh, going as they were but it, I think it's a similar thing with just friendships too it, it's hard to connect even if we have these uh, these technologies to help us like zoom and facebook and texting uh, it's just different yeah but I feel like you can only do so many zoom calls before you get tired yeah exactly so it's still not the same as like seeing each other in person so it definitely wears on your relationship and it, I guess it's obviously no one's fault pandemic kind of can't see people as much as you like um, but also in my circumstance going from school uh, university to like full-time job while this pandemic was in full swing that was also interesting and probably 
waters that no one has really navigated before or not for a very long while for the Spanish flu. <laughs> yeah. It's obviously just like a big transition from school to full-time, like kind of, I guess, adult life. And people are kind of busy with their own things. And now you throw in the mm-hmm. pandemic, people are busy, they're working, say, nine to fives or even busier. And they're just, they do it every day and they're, they're just tired after work. They don't really have the energy to, I guess, maintain those relationships. And it's even harder to do so during the pandemic. So it's definitely tough. And it's obviously no one's fault. I guess everyone kind of wishes that they could do more, but it's really tough. I guess you just need to wait and hope for the end of the world. This (laughs) of this pandemic for those relationships to kind of go back to normal. And in the meantime, I mean, there's not much you can really do except for try and come up with things to do remotely like you can have virtual game nights or there's zoom calls or whatever and and i'm sure everybody is well versed in that by now but yeah there's really not much else you kind of can do but it's important to look after yourself and try and keep those friendships alive if you can because life can get pretty lonely without them yeah that was uh honestly kind of a depressing question but To uplift it a little bit, what is your favorite pandemic memory? My favorite pandemic memory? Do you have one? You have to go first, I asked you. Um, okay, well, my favorite pandemic memory, this may sound corny, but maybe it's like my first date with my girlfriend, Myrl. That was, it was fun and like, you know, just getting to know each other. And it was at a board game cafe, which I think is a good first date for anybody who needs first date inspiration. Because, you know, you can have a little bit of competition and while still getting to know the person. And, you know, have, like, yeah, just friendly competition and a little bit of fun. But anyway, yeah, if if I had to say, like, during lockdown, then I have no, I don't know, like, maybe when I... Is it sad to say I can't think of any really happy memories during lockdown? <laughs> well, I was trying to uplift the, the podcast here, but it <laughs> seems like that wasn't very effective. I mean... It is a tough time. It is a sad and tough time. Yeah. But I'm, I'm no, sure there's stuff there, you there just were definitely... slip, it, slip in your mind right now. Yeah, there were definitely good things. There were definitely good things that happened. Like I, like I said earlier in the podcast, like I started playing piano and um, I learned a couple songs. I worked out more and there were happy moments like eating your cheesecakes. <laughs> um, I'm glad my but, cheesecakes have brought so much joy. But is there any one memory which I thought like, oh, wow, that brought me so much joy. I mean, I don't know. It's just like there wasn't anyone that kind of stands out. Fair enough. Yeah, what about you? Um, I think for me, obviously, there's been a lot of changes in my life, but I think adopting my dog, Kalina, mm. was a big happy moment for me. And obviously, going past just the moment, just watching her grow up over the last two months, uh, she's already getting pretty big, and just seeing her kind of develop from not knowing any training or any commands, not being house trained, to having that all pretty much figured out, and developing some doggy manners, it's all... It's a very rewarding experience, so that has made me quite happy. I guess during peak lockdown, I mean, she is a COVID dog, but it's not like a lockdown covid dog i guess things are pretty much open relatively speaking and yeah i guess baking my cheesecakes they brought joy to other people i enjoyed making them and also 
learning throughout that process because the first couple of cheesecakes didn't really turn out that well. And they... I think they turned out pretty well. Well, I, I feel like they got better over time. I kind of figured out what I needed to do and sometimes even tweak the recipes for my liking. So yeah, I would go with those. Yeah, that's good. How old is Kalina now? She is four months, just past four months. And you said she's going to... She's going to grow pretty big. She's already like, what, 30 pounds? Yeah, I think she's like 33 pounds at four months. I punch her weight and age into a puppy weight calculator or predictor. And it says that they think she's going to be 100 pounds, which I don't think she will be. She's going to be a big dog. I still think she's probably going to be around 60, 65 max. I don't know how they got that 100 number. That seems like a very big number to me. I saw some massive dogs today at the dog park. There was, I'm not sure what it was. It was like maybe like a Burmese mountain dog mixed with a poodle, mixed with like a black lab. It was all black and like curly fur, but it was massive. It looked like a horse. Maybe it was part horse. Maybe. Maybe it was whatever you said, like poodle mixed with a horse. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very wholesome. All right. Thank you again for all our listeners for tuning in to another brother podcast. We will catch you on the flip side when we post our next episode.